Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Daou, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. All right, before we get started, make sure that you go to secretsfromthesaddlepodcast.ca and sign up for our newsletter. It's not really a newsletter, but it's an email notification that will let you know every time an episode is released. So that's weekly, but if you go to Secrets from the Saddle Podcast.ca, you will get an email notification so you don't have to always be checking the platforms. So make sure you do that and have an amazing day. Thank you. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Secrets from the Saddle All Things Cycling Podcast with your host, Sylvie Deu. And we have Stefan Weidel in Germany. He's coming to us from Germany, and he was going to share with us one amazing uh, cycling accessory that I think everybody should have on hand for those muddy, wet, rainy days, and it's called ass savers so i don't know if you've figured out what that might be but it's a mud guard and i found them on instagram i was like oh my gosh we need to have stefan come here or whoever was behind the product ass savers to talk on the podcast about their story and welcome i'm so excited to have you thank you thank you i'm really excited to be here all right, so let's get into that question. How did you get into cycling? How did it land you into creating the Mudguard uh, with the exceptional name, Ass Savers? How'd you get? Who <laughs> thought of that name first of all? I really cycling. I don't. I don't remember getting into cycling. I was always into cycling from from age five and onwards. I think I had my most intensive cycling period like when i was 15 to 18 i was racing a little bit um it was just the for me it was my 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 toy it was also the way i i got around i was i was i was uh, born in the countryside so it was like mm-hmm. the transport i had and you just ev- did everything on the bike so that and that kind of follow with me i was uh, quite active in mountain biking for a number of years then i had a short break of maybe five years or so is that university and, um yeah <laughs> <enough>. yeah <laughs> i think it was had even to do with some ex-girlfriend who was not into biking at all oh god um, ex-girlfriend um, yeah obviously, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> um, and um and then I, I think that was 2004, no, earlier, 11, 2011, I kind of refound my love for cycling when the fixed gear trend sort of swept over the world. Oh. Um, 
and that was because before then I was just 100% mountain bike. Um, but that kind of appealed to me as a, as a designer. I'm a product designer by profession. And the whole clean aesthetics <laughs> reduction. So that got me back into cycling. And I realized this is how the ass saver started. I realized that um, clean bike is nice, but if you ride in the city, <laughs> clean also... ass is even better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're using it um, as, a, as a transport to get to the office to get back. Oh, and okay, yeah. You need to stay decently clean, at least. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I'm not a suit kind of guy, but. Still, and coming from Gothenburg in Sweden, uh, where um, where it rains quite a lot, it's a coastal city, and it doesn't really have snowy winters. It has wet winters. Oh. There's quite a lot of <laughs> rainy days. And the way it came around was, I was approached by another company of this design company who have had um, a waste material that I wanted to do something of. They they <gasps> cool. Yeah, they had a, a, a business idea of locating waste material within industrial streams, like in production streams, and yeah. finding out how to utilize them within the uh, process already. So that oh my god, waste. I love it. Yeah, so they had how innovative and asked me if I had any ideas what to do with it, and it was lying on my desk for almost a year. This material, which is this um, thin plastic sheet material and uh, polypropylene, and <clears throat> And then one day it all just came together because I was going home from work um, at another place on my bike, realized that it was raining when I got out, went back in, looked around, found a piece of cardboard and thought, that's maybe, just, maybe we'll do something. Maybe we'll help a little bit at least. So I took a piece of cardboard, ripped it and chucked it underneath the saddle just enough so that it would take away the worst spray. And I rode home and I realized when I got home that it it worked a charm. It was like, hey, wait a minute. Being a product designer, uh, an entrepreneur, I was like, here's something. And so I took that piece of cardboard, went to my desk, and saw the material, and it just it ah. So then I contacted the guys uh, from this other company. And said, hey, I think I got something. And we started elaborating. And there were also cyclists. And before we knew it, we kind of had a company on our hand. And I basically, I made a, I had bought a new camera with a video function, which was not so common back then. And I wanted to try the, the video mode. So I shot a small inst instruction movie for this new product. Mm-hmm. We still haven't had any any business plan or any kind of strategy or whatsoever. We just made a thing. Okay, cool. We can do this, and we might be able to sell it to our close friends and cycling nerds yeah. in Gothenburg. And I I put this video online on Vimeo and tagged it with a fixed gear rainy ride and mm -hmm. so forth. And then the 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 beep hit the fan, so to speak. And within 24 hours, we had to build a web shop um, and hook it up to a PayPal account. <laughs> what? 
and start start producing these things by hand. The first was like we had a hand driven die cutting machine that you sort of yeah crank. Seriously, you crank it. You can if you can find it. If you dig in our Instagram feed, you can you can find some. Videos. And that that's what that cut it. No. Yeah, it's like a it's like a rolling die cutting machine. It's actually from a U.S. company that they use it for scrapbooking hobbies. So you have like really have like a die cutting. It looks like a cookie cookie stamp cutter. Right? Yeah, cutter, and you put the plastic on top of it, and it goes through between two rolls, and that, that applies pressure and cuts through the plastic. Oh, oh. So this is how we did the the first batch of I don't know how many hundreds. But so what video did you put on there? Did you just sort of like cut one out and make like no the video the video I put online was like an instruction movie on how to use it, how you uh, how you fold it and how you put it in and how it works when you ride and so on. And this video that that was also back in the the cycling blogging days, if you remember. Uh, this this video got featured on 180 blogs worldwide within a couple of months. So wow. it, really, it took off. Uh, <laughs> You're like, uh... so yeah. <laughs> so I started packing those um, the first ad savers in my kitchen, you know, with stamps and sending them to Japan. That's to- how everybody starts. Yeah. So who decided on the name? Um, <laughs> Well, it was kind of in this, Gothenburg is known for its cheeky humor. This is kind of a colloquial okay. way of dealing <laughs> with things. And in the beginning, we had no intention of creating a worldwide known brand. It was yeah. a fun thing to do, you know, with a couple of friends. And one of us, I can't remember who it was, was like, yeah, what is it? It's, it's an ass saver. <laughs> Yeah, it's an ass saver. Well, that makes us the ass savers. Okay, good. Next. <laughs> yeah, that's a check. Okay, what else do we need to work on? It really was like this, and it has. <laughs> I mean, it has some downsides. It mainly has upsides, but it has some downsides. We're kind of having troubles getting through um, uh, Meta's um, advertising program because they constantly. Oh, that's. <laughs> Um, that's hilarious oh that's a jesus oh well i don't think you have to worry about it (laughs) people are finding you (laughs) the the yeah the good the good size of the name has definitely um outweighed the, the the negatives it's um we kind of invented the whole i wouldn't i won't i won't take credit for like inventing as in term of Designing. And, well, not designing, but it was when we did it. And the way it started was just like a snowball started rolling and we just jumped on it. We didn't check any patents or designs. That was kind of, we, we just went with it. And then half a year later, uh, we discovered a patent that was made 15 years earlier um from a from a u.s guy but it has never been marketed it's like you know there's inventors that does inventions and file patents but then let them sit they and that's it market so this this thing didn't exist but someone had filed a patent but the patent had expired because (gasps) he wasn't going to do anything with it 
<clears throat> so the whole saddle mudguard uh, as, as a product is not possible to patent because he did that back then and then left it. So this is kind of a, an interesting, I mean, if, if I would go like planned into some product development like that, I would, of course, uh, do a lot of research on IP, but because we were basically just trying to handle stuff that never right. So that's why I don't want to call myself the inventor. Right. Although I technically I did it again. <laughs> you know, like so did you take that? Did you, did you file your own patent? No, you can't. What we've done is, I mean, of course, his, his patent, they were just like crude sketches of something that's stuck underneath your saddle. Oh, okay. Like really like the, the, the concept of having something sticking out from your saddle. Oh, it, it this is just a... Go any, too okay. early for his time. Yeah. So what we've done, we've we've developed it. We had like we think we're now on our the fourth generation where we've constantly evolved because uh, it's a little bit like origami and you need to know the material um, characteristics that you're working with and limitations, what it can and cannot do, and how it how it interact with the saddle. So that's kind of. We've developed a few technical solutions that we have realized works a lot better, and those we have patented. So you can patent it on a deeper level. Right. So that that's also one reason why there's quite a lot of similar products out there because they can, you know, use the generic solution, yeah. which is not very good, if you ask me. Uh -huh. they, they tilt to the side, or they fall off, or they're they don't fit as many bikes, but the system mm. that we've developed is self-centering and it um, it fits way more bikes, way more different saddle types. So I can say I've spent a lot of bike. money on fenders in my time. You spend one, yeah? yeah, there's like probably at three of them in the garage. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> fenders is a that goes back also to to when I was really young, like in the when you were 12. Like I remember always. Early April, you, uh, yeah. you took off. You took off the fenders. It's like, and it was like you know you were free and you could ride fast and you could. The bike was just so totally different when you got rid of those clunky old fenders. And I still this feeling is I still have it. You know, it's like I put fenders on, but just when I need it. When I don't, they're off. Well, there are always like these lighter weight ones that you kind of like attach to the the fork and and i don't know maybe it's just me trying to put them on or they've never worked or a piece was missing and they're just like fuck yeah, i'm like oh whatever it's like it's just a really difficult thing to construct something that's a shield <laughs> but still sit on very thin yeah builds and keep a position and then put that through some rock garden of yeah mayhem. it's just it is I, I don't envy other Fender. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could tell you, I've tried a couple and they're yeah. big graveyard. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, but I would like, so, but when I saw yours, I'm like, oh, that's super unique. I love the fact that there are designs on them. Yeah, that's because that's the thing. We, because we um, make them from a, a flat material, mm -hmm. which is actually coming from the printing industry. 
we can just print on them anything yeah and then and then you you get the shape when you bend it into place so that's kind of um, gave us an advantage and because we're all product designers we all have a fairly yeah passion for objects of desire um, <laughs> we um, we took our chance <laughs> yeah so how long has it been 10 years 10 years more. 11 years now yeah really the first prototype was on online in 2011 and in 2012 we founded the company I was I was doing it part-time for six months and then I left my job after six months started working full-time and then my colleagues got on board within a year and a half I think and just slowly expanding wow so we're, we're still super small and this is the weird part about us I talked to a dealer in the UK, um, a purchasing manager from for one of the large online dealers, and and I, when I explained to him, yeah, we're we're just four people, he was, he he wouldn't believe it. <laughs> he refused to believe me. So we have like a a worldwide reputation or like a reach. We have distributors in forty countries. Whoa. We have gotten, and this is where I kind of thrive and where I find my motivation and passion is that we we work with all the brands that I admire. Like we we do custom, we do a lot of custom versions. For oh, Ooh, yeah, cool. Yeah, that's, that's a really big part of what we do. So, I mean, if you can name a cycling brand, I can almost say that we've worked with them. It's like Rafa, uh, Canyon, so you just put their brand, uh, you embed the logo on the mudguard? Yeah, because we print, so they can do their own design. Right. Um, a lot of them do. A lot of, some, some goes wild and colorful, and some just put their logo on it. Um, oh, my God. I love it. You know, cycling events should give those away. We do tons of cycling events. Well, they're not out here yet. <laughs> No, U.S. is a little <laughs> bit of a tough market. Um, but yeah, we've done... Brian I'll bring them to my uh, event. Yeah? yeah maybe Instead of like shirts or buffs or uh, I don't know, whatever else we usually yeah. give out or get, um, this would be a really cool gift. That's what we do. Like I as mean, part of the registration. I haven't seen the numbers recently, but I think about 40% 40, 40 of what we do is custom. Wow! It's everything from law firms to um, Tula uh, to oh, oh, I have another idea. Yeah. Oh, well, I could put you in touch with a lot of people here in Canada. Absolutely. We well, in Canada, not Canada, but like in my neck of the woods, mm -hmm. um, Montreal, Ontario, uh, Toronto. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have we have a Canadian distributor, but he's in Vancouver, so that's quite far far away. It's on the other side of the country. Yeah, which is quite <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's okay. You need somebody over here. Yeah, I have um, I have relatives in Alberta. Oh, Calgary. That's cool. Yeah. My sister's there. So okay, so you guys are just having a big sale. Uh, do you have any new products for the new year that you want to share? We, yeah, I mean, we launched just. Uh, yes, two weeks ago now, we launched the Win Wing 2. 
Um, the Win-Wing was launched last year as a product. Um, and this is funny because this is a whole new game for us. What's, um, is, it, is it much different? It's, in one way, yes, if you ask me, it's totally different. <laughs> uh, but it's basically an ass saver that sits closer to the tire. Oh. And therefore, it's much more uh, efficient, obviously. Um, yeah, the win-wing. So the ass saver, the original ass saver was kind of our bread and butter for 10 years. And we set on uh, sort of on a sort of devoted journey to try and follow that up because we can't live on, on one product forever. Mm -hmm. So we're drawn on, you know, every feedback that we've had throughout the years and trying to utilize our production methods. And because one of the key things about the assayer is that it's super easy to produce super easy to store and ship mm. like when we ship if you, it's if light you, if you get like a, a normal set of mud guards that comes in a box that is this mm -hmm. um and it, you get one pair of mud guards in, in this big box and that's a, even a compact pair of mud guards in the same box we could probably fit like up to 300 assayers Ah, so you can imagine sort of the calculations when you when you start shipping things all over the world uh, from CO two emissions and, and similar. It's like a fraction of yeah. costs and and emissions. So so that's kind of we want to keep that, and it also makes enables us. We have like a, an office. It's about 100 and, 140 square meters, maybe, and we have a room which is like twenty square meters where we keep the stock for a worldwide market. Whoa. So with this, like all these things enable us to run a super small and lean company with a worldwide reach. So we don't want right. to change that. So that's why the win-wing is kind of like a, a development of the same concept. So basically what we did is that we developed a, a we call it a wishbone. And you might want to say a bracket or a holder that sits uh, on the seat stays of your bike. Yeah super lightweight uh, with just two rubber straps and uh, on top of that wishbone there is an ass saver snapped on uh, oh, okay so it sits just above the wheel which makes it much more efficient in catching the spray but we did it and this is where um most people kind of um wonder or it takes a while to get used to the idea but because we are dealing we are making straight mud guards we can't do curved double curved because then you have to injection mold it's a totally different production process we make yeah from flat material straight mud guards <clears throat> and uh, let me know if this becomes too technical and boring but it's like the that means that if you have something that stretches out over, over the back it's only the point from yeah. the from the top of the tire to the back, which actually protects you. Because as soon as the, the water has passed the, the highest point of the tire, it's yeah. flying downwards because it leaves at a tangential point and continues in a straight line. Yeah, to... towards your back. Exactly. So that means the, the other half, because we have a fender like that as well, it's called fender bender, it's like a long straight one. But the, the other half is just to be able to reach into the frame and hold to the seat tube. 
-hmm. it doesn't really add any extra protection. So we remove that and instead have this bracket, uh, which makes the mudguard a lot more universal. It fits on. Do you have any of those kicking around your desk or house? If you give me (laughs) a second. Yeah, go go for it. Yeah, I'll just talk. So everybody, um, I hope you're enjoying this. Uh, uh, Stefan is going to get some samples to show us. So if you do want to flip to YouTube, you can go into the descriptions and uh, jump over and have a watch so that, you know, since he was explaining it, now we got a little bit more of a visual. Okay. All right. Let's see so it. I took the one that's on my bike at the moment. And this, <laughs> is a, this is a custom version we made for an event in Spain. Oh, that's pretty. It's um, it's the feather of a condor. Uh, mm. it's, the event was in a in a in an area in Spain where they have a lot of condors. So there's like a, oh, that's a Camino cool. del Buitre or something like that. So that we so we printed like a feather print. It's quite. Actually, I don't know if you can see. Oh, yeah, it's very detailed, actually. It's very detailed, yeah. Um, So this is the this is the wishbone. Yeah. Okay. So everybody, this is a really good visual because I'm like wishbone. Okay. So this is the wishbone. Uh, Yes. Okay. Yeah. This the it's it's like a horseshoe, actually. Yeah. Um. Oh, you know what it reminds me of is a spur. You know what cowboys put on the back of their yeah on the back of their um cowboy boots that's what it reminds me of if anybody's got that visual that's what it thinks yeah. that's... so on so this spurs this product, um was launched last year the wing so, wing wing one is that that's the wing wing that is a wing wing yeah because of the what makes it different is it the that design or is it the bending or the wind wing um this is the where it becomes complicated the brand is called as savers yeah with an s at the end the product is called as saver without the s it's kind of like the other product the one that you are referring to as the original as savers the one we've been talking about the way oh okay yeah so and we have several different products and they have different names and this product is then called Win Wing yeah. by Ass Savers. Right. Yes, I was I was looking at that this on is kind Instagram. Of all, you know, this is all reconstru- reconstructed constructed afterwards because we didn't think that we were going to use our brand name. We didn't right. think it's going to be so big that we would have like an array of, of products. So it was just like right. But so this is the Win Wing, and uh, of course it's another witty Gothenburg. Um, naming strategy uh, and it is the whole concept of the wishbone and the blade as we call it uh, and the simple straps and it's just four parts it's yeah like the blade the wishbone and two straps of rubber uh-huh. which makes it incredibly light and that's also kind of the key to why it even works even for packing like to putting, like putting, uh, like just putting it away with your gear, like it's yeah. I mean, it, it packs super flat. Yeah. Just... I know that's why I was looking. I'm like, oh my god, this is super cool. Yeah, exactly. Pack it in your bag. 
it was very well received uh, i must say it's like um it's as the, the original ass saver was always meant as minimal protection like the just the bare minimal yeah and throughout the years there's always been people who think that i don't work it's why why do you even bother and it's it's depend depends on what kind of cyclist you are you know yeah for someone who doesn't mind having fenders on this nasa is just like what why yeah <laughs> i'm always in the front anyways it doesn't matter yeah exactly so, <laughs> for someone, it, it works it, it takes away the worst annoying thing yeah there's a eurosport commentator who once uh, described it really well. And he's, he's also a, an ex-world uh, tour cyclist. And he said that if you're doing something like Milan San Remo, one of the classics in, in Italy in the spring, where you can have like wet rain yeah. being sprayed up your back for five hours. So you have cold water running uh -huh. down your spine into your bibs. Imagine what that does to your, <laughs> your performance level, yeah. you know, your motivation. It's mm -hmm. a nightmare. He mean he meant they, they you're even cold, hypothermic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so having that little bit of extra protection that just covers your butt makes a big sense. So that's why ever since then, uh people in the world tour, like teams in the world tour are using ass savers for protection. When they're racing? Yeah. It's the only I have one not seen those. Use. Like like Tour de France? Yeah. Like when they're yeah. Yep, all the big ones. No way! We I've never noticed teams, that. Or we have we haven't but we have supplied I don't know six or seven World Tour teams uh, throughout the years. Um, wow! But you know what I? The, oh, go ahead. The uh, let's see, movie star. Uh, now we have Team DSM. We had uh, Lotto Belli Solo. Um, What's the name of them before? They changed the name every time. They didn't get yeah. responsible. It's impossible <laughs> to keep track. But yeah, no, it's it's used and it's used by a lot of um, SD, SD, SD work, SDS works, SD work. possible. They also use ass savers, not from us, or I mean, they come from us, but we haven't. I think they, they just bought them. them. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Cool. But, I mean, it's so, just... it, 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 so it depends on what kind of cyclist you are and what what your needs are. You know what I also notice that, sorry, um, there are many times, well, maybe not so many, but like you get, you're out riding and it starts raining. This is something nice you could actually bring with you. But sometimes that mud that gets on your jacket, it never comes out. Mm. Do you ever get that? Like, you're yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, uh, yeah, sometimes road, road it's. can sometimes uh, make stains, especially on light. Yeah. Doesn't wash out. Yeah. That and that's a lot of, that ruins a lot of nice jackets. I mean, yeah, I got a feedback from a customer the other day that meant like she she destroyed her washing machine from washing filthy cycling clothes. Oh, yeah, there's the yeah, that, yeah, well, <laughs> depending on how like filthy a, a waterproof jacket, it, it's nice to get rid of the filth. Also, if you're if you're bike packing. And you have one of those saddle bags. Mm -hmm. um, even if that is waterproof, it's also nice when you don't have to sort of, you know, yeah, it clean it. And and Do you have one that? Yeah, no, I totally get it. Do you have? 
I think you had uh, the partner which goes over the front wheel. Mm, like we have a few different front solutions. Yeah. Um, we have like the classic uh, one, uh, the, the suspension fork um, mudguard, uh, which basically works the way that the original mash guard works. And then we have one that goes down from the down tube. It's right. Fixed on the down tube. So that means when you steer, your wheel goes outside of the fender. But, and that sounds really weird, but it's also surprising how well that works because when you're riding in any kind of normal speed, you never steer that much. You just, you, you steer. You, you sort of lean. Yeah. Yeah, you <laughs> lean and you steer a little bit. So the, the time when you really steer that much, you're going so slow that you're actually not pulling up that pulling up a lot of water. So oh yeah, so it's on the down tube. Yeah, like it's just kind of protects. Some people think it looks hideous, which I, I mean, it, it takes a bit of time to getting used to, but it actually. But you know, it's it's not supposed to look pretty. Like you're trying to stay dry. It's a. Uh, I think <laughs> anything you do that doesn't follow the norm oh, will buy like a it. certain amount of. Does, it doesn't make it aesthetically pleasing yeah because it's, yeah i can see that and i have always kind of i've throughout these 10 years i've noticed that this is a kind of like a, a good a good um i said lacmus paper like a, a good test if a product mm -hmm. is going to be successful or not if people have opinion about it it's pretty good like if you find some really negative people feel the urge they need to comment and say wow that's the ugliest thing i've ever seen as long as there's some positives that say no that's really cool i like it then you know okay this is going to work yeah yeah you can't uh, be focusing on the negative <laughs> part like it, then it might not work but it, it's always good to have <laughs> something that people need to sort of have an opinion about that really helps. And so well, I, kind of... I think we need to see more of those around here. I am going to connect you with some people. Yeah, so get them get them in the store, especially when you say that you can ship. Uh, uh, hold on, just a second. <laughs> My son's right here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. He's like blurred, so if he's running around in his underwear, no one can see. No, him. no, he's got a sign that he wrote, so I'm trying to read it. It's like big into like really tiny words, and like <laughs> I'm like, and they're going to a movie, and I'm like, what movie are you going to? And it's some horror movie. I'm like, no oh, thanks. <laughs> I'm like, know? I'll stay at home. Yeah. <laughs> so, sorry about that. Yeah, <laughs> Someone interrupts me from time to time. Yeah, but oh yeah, what I was saying, um, yeah, we need more of those around here, and uh, I said that I was going to connect you, but I am super interested in maybe having those featured at my cycling event, my gravel event, Absolutely. for my ladies. 
my woman's cycling that's, gravel event. That's super cool. Yeah, we yeah. we really we do a lot of um, events in the U.S., but also worldwide and in Europe, <laughs> of course, because we're based here. Uh, you know, we've been doing events in. We have quite a lot big follower in Indonesia and Philippines and that kind of Southeast Asia where our products are doing really well, I guess, because of the, the tropical monsoon. Oh, because it's right. Well, I guess, you know, when it's, I mean, I find people around here, like if it's raining, you don't, like people don't want to go, will not go mm. out, you know, like they'll just pick another day. Um, mm. I guess in certain places where it's like either sunny or raining, like, you know, because it's just tropical yeah. year round, like people just will just ride all the time. Yeah, but, and uh, rain can come quite sudden. It's like it's yeah, sudden. yeah. So I like the fact that it's easy to to carry as well. Mm. So I'm getting into like more of the like bringing just a little bit more like a fanny pack, like not a fanny pack, but like um, under the saddle pack mm. with me, yeah. with a jacket and like just something a little bit bigger and my tools. Yeah. But uh, that's awesome. So you've got some new stuff happening in the new year. Yeah, it's already out there, actually. We released it uh, two weeks ago. The, the, yeah, uh, I saw that on Instagram. So that's cool. Yeah, the and it's doing really well. It's um, even better than last year's launch, which already was a huge success. So we're super happy. It couldn't have gone any better. Um, and... Um, we think that it has potential to go even further than the original assay, which I'm talking about the wing wing now, uh, mm -hmm. because it's, it it appeals to a, a broader range of cyclists because okay. it has sort of a, a more efficiency and it fits more different types of bikes. Ah, so okay. It, it has actually a lot of things going for it. And it's excellent for off-road use, so for gravel or, or mm. mountain bike something that because that's an, an area where you have really a hard time finding suitable mud guards okay and yeah you should try this one it's like it's it weighs 72 grams so and it's completely it because because of my childhood relationship to fenders <laughs> i'm allergic to anything that rattles or makes ah, sound. you're not the only one exactly. everybody all around is like are you is that your bike so this is <laughs> If you put on a wind wing and you go for a ride, you will instantly forget that it's there. You won't hear it. You won't notice it. It's it's absolutely non-intrusive. And that's for, for me, that's sort of the, the best thing. So, and 72 grams, anyone can carry 72 grams on their bike. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm super excited about watching uh, the progress uh, next year. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll have you back and maybe I'm going to just order myself some to uh, try it out myself. I'll have to wait till the spring, though. Um, but that's OK. They also they fit perfectly in like a Christmas. Oh, yeah. Christmas stock uh, yeah. or maybe just a, a birthday gift for your favorite cyclist mm -hmm. uh father's day gift mm -hmm. mother's day gift I can, easter it's gift a bit too much for maybe for um for a personal gift but we can do custom 
versions from as low as 30 pieces when it comes to the wind wing. So oh, if wanna, so if that's shop, good. Yeah, yeah, it's super low. Um, for Aceris, it's 50 pieces, but wind wing we can do as low as 30 pieces. Oh, that's good to know. So everybody here, if you happen to uh, be or yeah, close to your or have a favorite uh, bike shop that you'd like to see this right. in, this is a great yep. suggestion to yeah, yeah. take this product to them and say, hey, you can get this customized and get 50 in the store to try it out. And yep. plus the shipping is really. Yeah, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. And it comes in a, probably like a small box. Which yep. was so, you know, for because I'm sure like a lot of shops are like uh, storage, right? No, no. Issues no, like no. these. That's what I mean. No. Like, it's just, it's like, good that you can. If, if you buy 50 ass savers, you can put them in your drawer next to your pencils. <laughs> it's, it's 40 centimeters. What's that? That's like 16 inches long four inches wide and maybe one inch high yeah see so. or cycling clubs like you said yeah it's like great gift time. for um as you take in registrations to give everybody a pair yeah. of these for group rides we have quite a lot of uh, companies that have like cycling programs for their employees and want to yeah cycling. They distribute them Grand Fondos, charity rides, because, um, you know, like a lot of people give out free socks. Mm. This would probably be uh, a great replacement <laughs> suggestion. Yeah, I mean, you can always use a pair of socks, but if you want to have something different, that might stand out. And I, so that's also why it's been very popular at events because, or as a co-branding feature, because the whole... Thing about it the name the fun idea the simpleness um it, it is like a it is something a everybody can use yeah something everyone can use and, and people instantly go and say hey what's that if they haven't seen it before they want to know what that is mm -hmm. and they see the brand and they figure out what it is it's kind of funny so it's it's a very nice for, for a brand to sort of to put their logo on it it's like a very nice context to be in yeah, it draws attention and it, it makes people smile. And I think one big part of our success is that the product is so simple. And when you look at it, it's, it, it's just a piece of plastic. So the, the feeling most people get when they see it is, I could have made this. <laughs> I, could have, I could have come up with this. Yeah. And, and this is actually, um, in my theory, is that that makes people very, they connect to the product because it's something they could have made. Uh -huh. It's not something super complicated like a, you know, a drone with gyros and stuff, which is like, I have no idea. It's something <laughs> that everyone can understand and relate to. And I think that is, has been part of the why it's been such a success. It's so simple. People go, like, oh, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> yeah. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> that cardboard. That look, lots of people have done it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so where can everybody find you? Is it just on Instagram? Um, well, Instagram is our main kind of communication method. Yeah. That's where we put out a lot of stuff. Uh, obviously, you could buy our stuff at as 
Savers.com. Um, that's that's with an S, Savers. S-A-S-S minus Savers.com. Um, if you Google as Savers, which is safe to do, you will <laughs> most likely um, see us. Find you. <laughs> Awesome. We, we, we do as, as a fine side story, a fun side story. We, we get quite a lot of traffic from people who are just searches as and then ends up in our site and then bounces really quickly because they were looking for something completely different. Yeah, I bet. Um, so our SEO experts, they always like, we have to fi- figure out a way how to use that because it's just so you much Yeah, that's true. <laughs> because like what could we do with that yeah uh, it's kind of like when you have a name like that you have to be you have to tread very lightly uh to not fall into like standard um, sort of like a say it a sexist short yeah you know what i mean it's like yeah. it is a fun joke but you shouldn't take it any further yeah yeah it's like, so we're trying to... Uh, but you know what? When I saw it, I was like, ass savers. I, and then I I hit it. I was like, I went into it. I was like, oh, oh, yeah. I get it. Yeah. But it would be totally different things if we would have like lightly dressed women promoting yeah. it. Then it would be not such a funny joke no. anymore. On their bikes? <laughs> hey. Exactly. And, and, we're, and that's also what I kind of choose to be on your show uh, is because when I did the research, I saw that you were also doing a lot to promote women's cycling. And it's yeah. that we have in common because we're also trying to, since 10 years, get more girls on bikes to ride with us because it's, it's, uh, mm. it's changing, it's slowly changing, but it's, it's been appalling. It's, it's, it's one of those things that, um, you know, <laughs> because i have a women's cycling club and uh you know all events like bring your girls i'm like not every girl wants to race you know (laughs) sorry maybe i'll bring three who are kind of keen me being one of them um i think it's because it's been such a white male dominated sport for so long so ah. like never been any room for anyone else it's not like there would be less women interested in cycling as there are interested in any other sport. Yeah. And I mean, there's more women now um, kind of becoming, uh, I guess, uh, creators of cycling brands, Um, you know, and uh, if they've been around a long, like I just introduced, I just uh, interviewed Anne Heed of Heed Wheels. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, forty years, she's in, mm-hmm. been in the business. I mean, yeah. you know, so you can imagine everything that she's had to go through. But I mean, she it was yeah. her and her husband. But still, you know, yeah. um, to have made it this far, um, yeah. it's getting better. Like even as a, you know, when I had my team and I in my club, I was like literally the only woman. Mm organizer or uh club founder everybody mm. else was male like men mm. you know um so it's slowly changing mm. 
Um, it's hard to keep going sometimes every year um, yeah. to keep it, you know, keep clubs running and giving people what they want and making them happy. And sometimes yeah. men are just way easier to ha keep happy. <laughs> yeah. Like women, you're just like, we're like, Rang. I don't know how it looks in the States. I think the reality might be a little bit different um, as well. But at least here in Europe, uh, we've seen quite a big progress in women's sport in general. Like women's football has exploded this oh. year. Oh. Um, and we see kind of also tendencies in cycling. There's, I just noticed here where I am in Berlin, there's so much more uh, girls showing up for the group rides. It's really, That's good. It is definitely a change going coming, uh, and it was it was due. It was really due. Yeah, I, I, I think this did. Do you feel COVID had a big, big impact? I know it did here. It more, like it put more people on bikes in general, and of course that yeah. also brought uh, women on on bikes. But uh, I think it's a consistent work, or also maybe finally brands realize. Hey, there's there's fifty percent of the market that we're not talking to, or maybe sixty percent. Yeah, it's kind of from a business perspective, it's kind of stupid, you know. Yeah, like a lot of us women like throw down a lot of cash for cycling <laughs> yeah. and clothing, yeah. bikes, bike accessories. Like you have, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, there's so. been a huge. Since also, I think that uh, Rafa uh, started uh, something that also has kind of ele elevated the fashion awareness within cycling that also appeals to more women. Yeah. If you, if you look like, if you look 15 years back, the way cycling clothes looked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. I've been buying jerseys for 15 years. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So come on, like, of... uh, you don't give a woman a man's jersey. Like, we know the difference. Yeah, well, that's one thing that there was no alternative for women, but the way they looked, it's yeah. like, it looks like a car accident. <laughs> it, it's just, now you have, you mean, Rafa, Rafa kind of broke the mold and then you have um, Panama, you have a uh, dealer, you have, you have loads of really basically fashion labels that do cycling clothes. Paul Smith, the latest. One. I know, but sometimes you like, I cannot pay 200 bucks for a Jersey. Like I get it. Thank you very much. But uh, who's going to buy this? That's why you should apply for an industry discount. You know? Uh, what? What do you mean industry discount? Talk to me about that. Okay, we'll take this offline. Sorry, sorry, everybody yeah. can't hear it. <laughs> anybody doesn't, I don't know about that. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a general rule within the cycling industry. If you work in the cycling industry, you get a discount. Oh, okay. Well, I think we better finish this podcast right now because uh, I got to talk to some stuff. So uh, bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. No. Nobody needs to hear about this. No, this is right. a it's secret. Like, no, it's but it's we constantly get contacted by people working in bike shops somewhere in the states or somewhere else and say, "Hey, I'm working in a bike shop. Uh, do you have an industry discount program that I can apply to so I could buy your product and try them out?" And that's it's generally is between like twenty and forty percent off. Fuck. So, 
<laughs> Sorry, I had to break it to you. Uh, maybe like you shouldn't have said anything because everybody's going to be reaching out to you and <laughs> everybody else. In the bike well, that's that who, who, who said that? It's for the good of everyone. I mean, if, if, if people in bike shop uses my product, they're going to sell them. Of course. I'm well, yeah. Okay. Well, I want an industry discount. I would like, I would like to ask if there's an industry discount. <laughs> you always ask that. All, all your guests, do you have industry discount? <laughs> yeah. Well, you do want to sell retail at some point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so oh. Well, this has been awesome. I will like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and uh, so don't forget, everybody, you've got to go to um, Instagram. So ass savers, all one word, and you can find um, their win wing mm -hmm. new product and all their other designs, which I super, I really like because, you know, I'm just like, oh, I can't stand like one black, another black item. Like I'm just looking for something colorful to put on my bike and uh, so that I don't lose it with all the other black stuff gear that I have. Mm -hmm. I don't know if anybody else feels that way, but I, it's just like cycling, like clothes, you know, like, or yeah. undergarment or, you know, like, um, technical shirts. They're like black, black, more black. Maybe I bought a red or a pink so I can find, Oh, my pink it's one. You mentioned it, Sylvia. It's funny that you mentioned it because our latest release actually was finally we released an all black. Ah! <laughs> well okay that's for those guys i'm we not still have all the others we still have all the... like rainbowy kind of yeah stuff and there's, there's okay so for those who just want black okay there's black so for us who want to be a little bit flash flash we're like exactly. <laughs> we'll go for some other designs or maybe you can get the black and put stickers on it that's also a version do you promote that we promote anything that makes people Do you happy. have stickers? Do you send sell stickers like that you sell send with oh, everybody's with got every stickers. Order. We ship them with every order. I don't know. I'm kind of into stickers. I don't know. Everybody's into stickers these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we ship always stickers. Stickers, stickers, stickers. Stickers, stickers, stickers. Cool. All right. All right, everybody. We're gonna uh, bring this to an end. I want to thank everybody for jumping in and uh, highly, highly recommend you go check uh, Savers out. Follow them on Instagram, follow us, podcast, uh, Secrets from the Saddle podcast. Uh, you can actually go and join our, it's not a newsletter, but it's an email list where you get notified every time there's an episode. So you don't miss this episode and other episodes uh, following us. So Go to secretsfromthesaddlepodcast.ca and you can follow us on YouTube as well. So thanks, everybody. Have an amazing day. And thanks a lot, Stefan, for jumping on and sharing your products with us. I'm going to talk Thank about you, that. Uh, we'll just talk about that uh, discount uh, momentarily. Bye, everybody. I'll give you a few tips. Yeah. <laughs> oh, All right, friends. What do you think about that? I think that I'm going to get a pair of ass savers for each one of my bikes because they have some pretty cool um, designs out there. They have two variations, right? One that attaches to your saddle so you can put it right underneath your, um, your tool bag or the one that attaches to the frame. 
And that is the win wing. And uh, anyways, they, it was super cool to talk to Stefan. Uh, we actually paused and uh, just like, I don't know, spent the last half an hour talking about products, talking about stuff, talking about, you know, like, anyways, um, yeah, love meeting and talking with people. So I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. And, um, and I hope you found and uh, learned a couple things. And uh, if like I said, like, we're like, I was saying on the podcast, if um, you know, of like, you're good friends with uh, your or you have a favorite bike shop, take this product, or this website and say, Hey, we should have some of these in the store you can customize it to your own um, uh, company logo. Wouldn't that be cool, right? And, you know, they could just get the base order, 50, 30 to 50 products, see if it works and go from there. And I'm sure they have really appreciate it. So with that, have yourself an amazing evening. I appreciate all of you. And uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and YouTube. Take care and see you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast. Learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review, if you feel so moved, by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment, telling me what you think, and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then... Have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.